It's a very special episode of Dot Mill Docs. Thanks for downloading the show. It's Thursday, the 1st of October, 2009. I'm Russell Carlson, and this is the 78th episode of Dot Mill Docs, the Military Health System's official podcast. This week on the program, we have not one but two distinguished guests. They don't come much more distinguished than Ms. Ellen Embry, who is currently performing the duties of the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Health Affairs. And Ms. Embry is joined today by Ms. Maureen Vile, Chief Human Capital Officer for the Military Health System. And why are they here? Well, they're here to talk about a new award that has been established in the MHS. It's an award to recognize military medicine's outstanding female physicians. It's called the Building Stronger Female Physician Leaders for the MHS Award. Ms. Embry, Ms. Vile, I'll let you explain all about it. But first, I want to thank you for coming on the show this week and welcome you to Dot Mill Docs. Well, thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. It's our pleasure. Um, Ms. Embry, why, why was this award created? What do you hope that it will accomplish? Well, the award is the first of its kind. It identifies and honors uh, the outstanding female physicians who have made significant contributions to the practice of military medicine and or who also serve as an exemplary role model for others, particularly women. Um, we establish it because we recognize that more and more females are going into medicine than ever before, and because of that, um, we expect to see more and more women uh, joining the military and serving as uh, physicians in our system. So we were wondering whether or not we needed to do more to establish a capability and to incentivize and uh, maintain and sustain women in our workforce uh, particularly in specialties that um, we really need to retain. So we formed a, a group of uh, senior women leaders uh, and physicians. Uh, we asked them to uh, identify a series of recommendations to us on how we might do that. And among those recommendations was to establish this kind of an award. And, and what role does Ms. Vile play in this? Well, Ms. Vile has been the advisor uh, to this working group, uh, and she's also taken up the recommendations and is now trying to translate that into action across our system. All right. Um, Ms. Vile, are there any, uh, you're our recruiting expert, are there any special challenges in recruiting female physicians, particularly in a time of war? Well, first of all, I would share with you that female physicians are just as committed uh, as their male counterparts. And today, right at the front lines, you will find women physicians working side by side with their male counterparts. Um, the working group, however, had some concerns about our ability not so much to recruit but to retain and also to show advancement opportunities. And um, it's an interesting challenge because this is not restricted to females alone. It's a significant part of a generational preference in terms of wanting work-life balance. The work group went on to identify some ways that we could help physicians, primarily because of not only gender, but generational. And they looked at the flexible work schedules, adequate child care and what could be done to improve adequate, to make it better than adequate. Um, also being accommodating overall in terms of raising families and being flexible with non-standardizing um, breastfeeding opportunities as an example. 
Sure. Just general work-life balance issues. What What were some of the other recommendations that the work group had? Well, based on the ones that I've just mentioned and some others, we're now working to institute generational, cultural, and gender diversity training in our military leadership courses. And we want to organize an annual gathering that's going to focus on the development of future female physician leaders. We're also working on a tri-service task force, that would be Army, Navy, and Air Force, to identify and propose policies that we need in order to establish programs better supporting deployments and facilitating this very family balance, the work-life issues that I mentioned earlier. Well, that sounds like interesting work. We're going to take a quick break. I want to thank you both again for uh, coming on the show. We're going to do the Dot Mill Docs Healthy, and when we come back, we're going to hear more about this award. We'll be right back. Dot Mill Docs Health Beat. The Military Health System is observing Women's Health Month throughout October in an effort to provide women with connections and resources, specifically around breast cancer, pregnancy, and women's health care in theater. Whether you are a service member, mother, spouse, daughter, or sister, you can find health information to support a healthy body, mind, and spirit. Available at health.mil slash women's health. For the first time ever, scientists have demonstrated it is possible for a vaccine to reduce the risk of HIV infection in humans. An Army-sponsored HIV vaccination study has shown that the administration of a specific combination of vaccines can reduce the potential to contract HIV by 31%. The study was conducted in Thailand with over 16,000 participants. An Army Surgeon General and Commander of the U.S. Army Medical Command, Lieutenant General Eric B. Schoomaker, said, although the level of protection is modest at 31% efficacy, the study represents a major scientific achievement. And finally, Trevor Romaine, an international children's author, advocate, and entertainer who promotes social and emotional fitness to young students, is now helping military children. Romaine, who uses humor as a tool to teach coping methods to children, describes himself as, and I quote, Monty Python meets Dr. Seuss at Jerry Seinfeld's house in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, end quote. The Trevor Romaine Company currently is working with the military to create a DVD to address the special challenges military children face. That's your Dot Mill Docs Health Beat for the Military Health System. I'm Matt Beto. We're back on Dot Mill Docs with Ms. Ellen Embry and Ms. Maureen Vile. We're talking about the Building Stronger Female Physician Leaders for the MHS Award. Maybe we should talk a little bit about working in the MHS as a physician. Ms. Embry, what are some of the advantages that working in military medicine has to offer? Well, I think military medicine is one of the best places to work uh, if you're a physician or a healthcare worker. Um, it offers great pay, great health and education benefits. It offers you an opportunity to access the truly excellent leadership development programs that the military has to offer. And it allows you to move anywhere in the world involved in a whole different set of different ways in which a physician can engage in laboratories, in combat casualty care, in research, in humanitarian assistance. You, be, you can become a trainer. You can become, a, um, you know, anything you want to be, there's an opportunity to do it inside our military health system. So for women, it's particularly 
uh, a wonderful opportunity. Uh, uh, we have some of the best uh, breakthrough kinds of uh, work being done, particularly with respect to casualty care and trauma care. We are at the leading edge in traumatic brain injury and mental health research and care. Um, I would say that um, there's really no downside other than you might have to move a little more frequently than you might if, uh, if you're a civilian. And so this award that you've established is for female physicians, and how does it work? Well, um, the way we structured it was to honor one junior leader uh, at the 03 or 05 officer level per service, as well as to recognize one senior 06 level or uh, MHS-wide leader. Uh, and the nominees uh, have to be able to have demonstrated uh, distinctive achievement and service in their field of clinical expertise, or have been involved in enhancing the role of women in medicine by being a positive role model for women of all ages and service to their communities. So uh, it's a fairly broad net we're casting, and we want to uh, hold up these, these examples of leadership in the system so that they can serve as role models for the women behind them. The way in which the nominees will be uh, evaluated, a panel will be formed consisting of a female physician leader from each service as well as one female from the Department of Defense Health Affairs, and they will review and score each of the nomination packages and determine the award winners based on, on their order of merit. The winners will then have an opportunity to sit on future panels. So the nominations for uh, this award are due on October 30th, about a month from now, um, and winners will be announced formally at the uh, Military Health System Conference that will be held in January in D.C. And Ms. Vile, where can we find out uh, how to nominate and information about the award on the Internet? The quickest and easiest way would be to visit www.health dot mil slash people. There will be additional information on there, and um, that's the fastest way to approach it. Great. Well, I want to thank both of you for your time today coming on the show. Well, thank you. We uh, really appreciate the fact that you gave us a little bit of airtime so that we could uh, solicit uh, uh, the field out there to uh, recognize and honor some of our outstanding uh, female physicians who do so much for us. I'd also like to thank uh, uh, Ms. Vile uh, because she's been outstanding in trying to make this come about and for the uh, members of the working group who worked so hard to create not only this award but the other recommendations to improve the quality of life for our female physicians. And it's been my honor to serve as the working group's advisor, and we're hoping for many nominations. Thank you. It's really our pleasure to have you on the show this week. So thanks again and have a great day. Bye-bye. Once again, that's health.mil slash people to get more information on the Building Stronger Female Physician Leaders for the MHS Award. Nominations are due October 30th, so you have about a month to get one in. Before I wrap this up for the week, and while we're still talking about awards, I'll mention the MHS External Awards Program and webpage at health.mil slash awards. You can go there to find info on a bunch of awards across numerous categories and then nominate a person or a program within the MHS for an award that I'm sure they deserve. 
and we release the second installment in our ongoing MHS Profiles series at health.mil. Just go to health.mil slash profiles, and you can read about the fine people at the Uniformed Services University and how they are building a community of compassion and hope right there on campus in beautiful, crime-free Bethesda, Maryland. That's it for the show this week. Thanks for listening, and please do come back in a week when our guest will be Colonel Craig Shriver, a world-renowned cancer expert and director of the Clinical Breast Care Project and Program Director for General Surgery at Walter Reed Army Medical Center. All that, and he's a professor of surgery at the Uniformed Services University, too. Colonel Shriver is going to speak with us about breast cancer research as part of our recognition of October as Women's Health Month. Until then, see you on health.mil. This program is a product of the Office of the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Health Affairs, Military Health System. .mil Docs features the most relevant military health topics important to you and your family. If you have questions or topics you'd like to see on an upcoming episode, send us an email at .mildocs at tma.osd.mil. That's D-O-T-M-I-L-D-O-C-S at tma.osd.mil. Visit health.mil for more episodes. Thank you.